Hello and welcome back to Field Notes, the sister podcast of Sounds of the Sanctuary, the podcast by Red Wings. For those who haven't listened before, in Field Notes, each week we sit down with an expert from the charity to take a closer look at some of the horse care issues raised in previous episodes of Sounds of the Sanctuary. We hope horse owners will find this interesting and informative, as well as those thinking of taking on a horse for the first time, and anyone who'd like to find out more about caring for equines. In this week's Sounds of the Sanctuary, we spoke to Carl Boggis from our maintenance team, who explained the important work they carry out to ensure our rescued horses have safe environments to live in. This leads us to our chat today with Rachel Angel, Head of Norfolk Equine Services, who will be talking about pasture management. Hi Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. I just wondered if we could start off by you explaining a little bit about your role at the Sanctuary. So my name's Rachel Angel. I'm Head of Norfolk Equine Services, which means that um, I help to oversee and look after our Norfolk farms, Norfolk Sanctuary farms, and I also um, help support the uh, rehoming teams as well. Fantastic. Um, So today we're going to talk a little bit about land management. So just to start off, what exactly do we mean by that? Okay so land and pasture management isn't just about ensuring that our fields look green it's much more complex than that and it involves aiming to have the best biosecurity for our horses in terms of the grasses but we also need to take into account things um, like the horses being natural foragers so they will eat from things such as hedgerows as well. Lovely so all these kind of things are very important when we're looking at creating the best paddock possible for our for our horses so yes so so how important in the scheme of 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 caring for horses is an attention to good pasture management i would say that correct pasture management is one of the top things that a horse owner can do for their horses the approach adopted to manage the land should really be based on the the type of horse grazing and what their own requirements are in in terms of management for their optimum physical well-being and for example I'd say a native pony would require completely different pasture to that of a competition horse however as owners we we're often faced with having to manage our horses in terms of perhaps what land is available or what's affordable or maybe even the rules of a livery yard or a landowner and all of those things will have an impact and they will require careful consideration and planning. So everyone's kind of an individual, but we all need to kind of take these considerations in, into account, don't we? What would be the main considerations that horse owners would need to take on board then? I'd definitely say getting the right balance of space to allow um, freedom of movement, but whilst ensuring at the same time that having the correct amount of grass to ensure maintaining a healthy body weight. Um, an increasing number of horses are obese and put simply that's that's down to our grass being too good in the wild it would be very sparse and it would involve a lot more physical movement and they would naturally uh, drop their weight in the winter and then gain in the summer however nowadays our horses tend to maintain their current weight during the winter and then gain further in the summer. And that means that year on year, they're increasing in size and unfortunately also the risk of associated health problems. Right. And when we talk about looking after our fields, obviously the situation is very different in summer versus winter. So what kind of challenges crop up in those seasons? Well, due to global warming, our our seasons have 
changed dramatically over the years. Uh, our winters are no longer mostly snow and freezing temperatures throughout, meaning that if the soil temperatures are over six degrees, the grass will keep growing even in the winter. And then the summers are more wet and warm rather than the long periods of drought where the grass would be brown and burnt off. And addition to that, challenges wise, the, the summer brings weeds and many of those tend to be poisonous to horses. And the winter then brings uh, and, and poaching, especially in areas like gateways and around shelters. And so it's finding ways to tackle that, but with those problems, but without then creating another issue or problem to then overcome. We have 1500 horses living at the sanctuary. With all those things that could happen, how on earth do we maintain our fields at the sanctuary? Yeah. Um, so at Red Wings, we have a rolling three year management plan. And we, of course, share many of the same challenges faced by owners. So we need to meet those by having a structure and a schedule. And that involves land repairs and also improvements. So things such as aerating so that we can get more moisture and air into the soil and then improving the, the grass, sward of grass through fertilising. And of course, having to have a very stringent programme when it comes to weed control. Many of our horses, are, well, all our horses are managed in natural herd groups, and many of those are the cob type breeds. So they have, that's a lot of wide, heavy hooves to accommodate. And they are also prone to weight gain. So in the winters, we have concrete hard standing areas and that provides them with a, a nice dry base to stand and eat their forage. And then in the summers, we, we manage through a series of grazing systems. So talking about grazing systems, what is our current strategy? Part of our grazing strategy um, with using the grazing systems, we do that through the growing season. And currently we've got around 86 groups, uh, our Norfolk farms that are part of um, a form of grazing system. And we would do this by looking first at the, in terms of the size of the group in relation to the size of the field. And then we also need to look at the type of grass growth on that particular field and the body weights of, of those horses. And looking at this as a whole is all with the main aim of being able to encourage as much movement as possible, but also whilst keeping them, them contented. So the types of grazing systems that we would use would be things like the strip grazing, and that's commonly used for, for weight management. It does help restrict the amount of grass eaten, but it doesn't actually then encourage very much in the way of physical activity. So where possible, we use block grazing, and that's where areas of a field are divided up into sections, and the horses are then moved in accordance to the length of, of grass growth. But one of the most effective options is definitely uh, track systems, and that's using electric fencing to provide longer thinner stretches of grazing around, usually around a perimeter. And that in itself then encourages a lot more physical movement, but whilst restricting the, the grass intake. It sounds like we, we're kind of innovating all the time. We're trying to come up with new ways of doing this, which actually helps the horses with, um, with their natural activities. Yeah, definitely. That's looking into grazing, but 
it's all well well and good when we've got the grass but um, obviously in, in other areas of the year that's not so plentiful so how do we ensure that we've got enough forage for the number of horses we care for? Getting the right amounts of forage is a real challenge if only we had a, a crystal ball really to predict the the winter ahead. In terms of forage again this is tailored very much dependent on the horses and their what their individual needs are. At Red Wings we, we test our forage at the start of every season and that ensures that we then have the prior awareness of the sugar content and it allows us to also then allocate according to the groups and what their dietary needs are. Goodness, so it's not just a matter of we, we don't simply just throw it in a field. It is very much a calculated a calculated thing at the end of the day, isn't it? Yes, definitely. So we've mentioned a forage run. What do we mean by that at Red Wings? What we mean by a forage run is um, our teams would go to the groups, each of the groups in turn, twice a day. We'd have an AM and a PM forage run. And the, the hay, the forage is provided to them on the back of a tractor. We have a cage and it's delivered and provided depending on their quantities and allocation per group. And obviously those quantities, because of given the amount of horses that we have in our care, are quite substantial. So an average size bale um, wouldn't last particularly very long. Um, so it's a very manual task, but obviously a very necessary one to ensure that our horses and ponies are kept occupied and always have access to, to something to munch on during times of bad weather. And this year, some of our supporters might have been aware that um, we launched an urgent hay appeal just because circumstances in regards to the winter weather were quite extreme for us. Can you just let us know a little bit about what happened? Yeah, sure. Last winter was definitely what we would class as a perfect storm um, in terms of the challenges that we faced uh, when it came to forage. The wet winter for us started very early, earlier than usual, and it meant that we were across our farms, we were on a full forage run at the beginning of October. And ordinarily that wouldn't happen till more towards the end of October. The winter, as you say, was then very, very wet, um, a lot wetter than previous years. And to top it all off, uh, the haymakers, including us um, with our own hay crop, didn't have a, a particularly good yield and meaning that quality hay was harder to come by and there was definitely less of it. Goodness me. So yes, that created quite a situation. Obviously, supporters were amazing, weren't they, in, in yeah. helping us? And we definitely got through that situation. How are things looking this year? So far, so good. Yes, it was quite a slow start to, to the growth season. And then it became very wet and warm again. And so things quickly caught up. Um, for ourselves, we've had had a good yield. We are pleased and talking to suppliers and, and haymakers out there. They've also um, had, had a good season. So it's now all reliant on how early uh, the winter's going to start and how hard it's going to be. But I think the big lesson that we learn from caring for our horses is, is preparedness, isn't it? What, what kind of advice would you give for owners? I would say to wherever possible, have uh, a reserve of extra, which just in case. And if you buy good quality hay and you have storage space, it will keep. So it'll never be wasted. And it's also good wherever possible to have a bit of a financial backup plan as hay or alternatives to hay can often be sourced during the difficult times but it will cost more 
every winter is obviously, as we've said, is different, but owners could possibly consider other options, perhaps in terms of the way they manage and rotate their grazing from summer to winter. And could this potentially be adapted? That's certainly something that we've done at Red Wings and we now move some of our groups back onto their winters for short periods of time to reduce the amount of forage that they require. But it's also taking advantage of what we'd spoken about with the continual grass growth um, at points, which, like I say, is happening even through through the winter months. So, Rachel, if I had to ask you, what item could you not live without while working for Red Wings? What would that be? Mine wouldn't actually be an item as such. I would definitely say the people. The teams are amazing. They are incredibly dedicated and, and hardworking. Red Wings is a really rewarding place to work for the horses and ponies, but also for the fantastic people. And I really do feel very privileged to be part of that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rachel, for those really helpful insights. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks so much to Rachel for taking part in this week's episode of Field Notes. If you've enjoyed listening, why not catch up on our previous episodes too? And if you have a question about horse care or you're concerned for the welfare of an equine, you can email welfare at redwings.co.uk or visit our website redwings.org.uk where you'll find plenty of free information. Until next time, bye!